Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Neurothetep in our Shanghai chapter. Uh, we have a rousing, and possibly a rousing, show for you this evening. And uh, at the top of the show, as we always like to do, we'd like to thank you, the listener, and you, the Patreon supporter. If you've not had an opportunity to check out everything that we offer at our Patreon page, please do so at patreon.com slash the Old Ways Podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube at the Old Ways Podcast and Twitter and Facebook and many of your social media entities, which could may or may not be at this point burning down around you. But that's not why you're here. Let's get to introductions to my right. This is Tiffany and I play Maeve O'Shea and we're going on an adventure. You are going on an adventure in uh, likely in the semi-darkened alleys and streets of Shanghai. It sounds fantastic. To Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane and we are going on an adventure. I got nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Perfectly understandable at the end of the table. This is Jake playing Jack Doyle, and we are not going on, well, we are going on an adventure, but (laughs) (laughs) we're actually making some progress in our investigation. That's important. You've found an old friend. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, And to uh, Jack's right. Uh, This is Lonnie. I'm playing Robert Drummond, and I'm completely lost right now. You are. Uh, Soon to be found. Don't worry, Mr. Drummond. I'm certain someone will find you. To Mr. Drummond's right. Hi, this is Heather, and I am back as the wonderful and eccentric Stasi, also known as Lilibet. And at this point, it looks like the gang's all back together. Just about. Testazi's right. Hi, this is James, and I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And Shanghai is becoming exciting. <laughs> yeah. That's one adjective you could potentially use, Doctor. And last, most certainly not least. This is Alex playing Saint-Bernon. And you know what? You can knock on its door, you can yell at it, you can scream at it, but you cannot rush science. That's very true. And science actually is where we're going to begin this episode. Uh, So Sam, deep in your um, steaming, uh, perhaps smoky hotel room now, you are um, finishing up the, the touches on some wonderful concoctions. And the room, unfortunately, seems to have taken a bit too much. Okay. Uh, well, I will definitely open up the window and gather my things, and I will grab a towel or a couple from the room. Mm-hmm. I will stuff them underneath the door as I pull it shut so as to not let it seep out into the hallway. And then I'm going to go look for the group, which they were either on their way out or they're leaving. Either way, I need to try to catch up to them and uh, hope they understand what they're walking into. Hmm. Understood. So here's what I'd like from you, sir. I'd like a track roll. Okay. Because they have already begun their jaunt from the hotel. Uh, that is a success, 59 under 76. You begin the walk. They're not too terribly hard to track down. The overall cloud now that sort of surrounds the doctor from the various um, herbal additives to the more alcoholic ones is an easy scent for you to get your nose to and once you uh, turn a few corners you see the group of them walking a bit the way you were heading back from previously. Yeah, Lillian had, had made it clear that they were they were moving to the same block. Um, but yeah, I will so as not to alarm anyone. There's there's someone new with them now, right? Yeah, it's, it's you're you're not on top of them just yet. Sure. So then I will try to because I know where they're going. I will try to head them off and put myself in clear view of 
uh, whoever is at the front of that particular pack. Okay, so who would be leading the way? Probably Jack. Yeah, but maybe Miss Lane too. You never know. I mean, Miss Lane has the address. She knows where she's going, seemingly. Probably Jack and Miss Lane. Especially because Stasi would probably be standing right next to Jack, talking with him. <laughs> and therefore, Lillian would probably be, be right there. <laughs> may just stay in the back. Oh, you're a mage now. <laughs> Maeve, Maeve and Doc are going to be towards probably the back of the Doc group. and Locke. Yep, Doc and Locke. Well, Doc and Locke are behind you, busily, likely setting something on fire or killing somebody. Or... No, I'm teaching him how to use his armband. Oh, okay. And I'm just getting into the concept of dreamlands. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so just another day in paradise. Stasi, you should definitely uh, talk to the doctor about some of the more interesting experiments he's been doing. Oh, knowing Sigmund, I'm sure there's plenty of stories over those. Mm-hmm. I tell you, they are all completely above board. Spot and rolls, Jack and Lillian. It's a 95 under 99. Ooh. Yeah. It's a two out of, oh, 88. Okay, we'll definitely check that box. That's a, that's a definite uh, extreme. Uh, out of the corner of your eye, Lillian, you see sort of floating along with you at just a, a measured pace, you see Sam and you don't just see him, but you see the way he moves and you realize something that you could even turn your head slightly to the left and you can keep him in your peripheral vision. I kind of nudge Jack a little hmm. and tilt my head to the left. Glance that direction. Sam, you see something rather fascinating and that is you see your student learning I probably trip because I'm like well I, I think I think we're being followed yeah I see that well that's good that he decided to come with us instead of blowing up the hotel <laughs> what once I see that once I see that I'm, I've been seen I was moving that direction you slide and on the right side of the party as you're making your way down Sam sort of flanks you, Lillian. And um, after a few moments, the, the rest of the group becomes aware, aware that they've picked up another person walking with them. Sam, this is an old friend of ours, Stasi. Good afternoon, evening, evening, afternoon. Very good. Sam, make me power roll. Before you make that power roll, just, just right before, just the moment before you make that power roll, I'd like you to make it with advantage. Oh, okay. Via the hand of fate. Oh, well, great. So that's a 46 under 50, and then we'll roll it again. I'll take the 46 under 50. Okay. Um, When she turns to look at you, your head swims, and you get sort of mentally arrested by a series of memories. And it's not just the memories, it's the voice of Jackson Elias in your ear. Um, You see this face attached to a body lying in a bed. And you, you know it's the recovery room in the hospital at Los Angeles. And you can hear Elias in your ear saying, she's got to pull through. And so whatever you do, keep an eye on her while I'm gone. And when you hear his voice ask you to keep an eye on her, there's some sort of additional emotional attachment Elias seems to put on her. He's very concerned. Well, I don't trip again, but I definitely stop. Like, full stop. Old old friend, right, yes. Uh, hi. I'm Sam. Hi, Sam. I'm Stasi. Are you okay? Uh, are Are you? I'm fine. Honestly, I'm I'm surprised well, to see you. Well, considering the circumstances, I'm, su- I'm a bit surprised to see you upright. Oh, I mean that sounds awful. The I I've seen you before. I apologize. I no. You. The last time I saw you were unconscious in in Los Los Angeles. Yes. Um. You knew Jackson. 
Wait, you were in Los Angeles? Briefly. It was a long time ago. I mean, you were at the hospital? Briefly. Yeah, like I've just walked into something here. Sam's been with us for a few months now. He we was an associate of Jackson Elias. I just didn't realize he had been at the hospital in Los Angeles. I wasn't really able to introduce myself to you all then because you really weren't in any condition to be met. Yes, well, um, this sounds potentially like a story for another time when we are not on the, a hunt. <laughs> Speaking of, um, Lillian, did you tell them where they're going? Mm, no. no. So... Um, the address that you've been given is on the same, it's in the same cul-de-sac as Mao's place, the one we were going to stake out tonight. Really? Yes. <laughs> I was a little thrown off. Can right, you give right, me yeah. a slight break? No, that's, that's fair. Okay. It, it's fine, but I, there's no way in hell this is a coincidence that, like, I don't think that you should go barreling in there, especially with a group, if you're looking for, if you're expecting Brady there as well. I don't, I don't know that considering Mao's discretion, considering everything going on. Okay. This Brady character has been brought up a few times. One of you, as I look at both Jack and Sigmund and kind of glance at Maeve a little. Um, no offense, Maeve. <laughs> You're a little... <laughs> it's going to take some getting used to. Uh can somebody explain exactly what we are walking into and who we are walking to find? We should get off the street if we're going to have this conversation. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Just the short, short version will be fine. Doctor, Maeve, make me spot hidden rolls, given what you're doing. This this man should be, uh, um, he had a connection to a group of people that died in horrible circumstances. Perhaps... And he is the sole survivor. We need to talk to him. As in a loss of sanity by chance? Uh, It's very hard to explain. 1,280 extreme success. Eight out of 75. So multiple extremes. The problem is neither one of you are looking in the same direction. Oh, okay. So what do we see? So there appear to be a couple of people paying attention to a very large group of foreigners here who are moving through the space. What color? Um, what color what? What color are they wearing? I mean, they're, they're wearing foreigners, black. right? Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, you're foreigners. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. A large group of foreigners. No, we are the large group of foreigners. They are watching oh. us. Okay. So there are a couple of these um, eateries, noodle bars and stuff like that along the side, actual bars too. And on either side of the road that you're walking down towards the old city, uh, you're catching the eyes of a couple groups of people, and it is unsettling you now. And is the effect snowballing? I said it, it's like, beginning to. You need to get off the street, Doctor. We have to go. Yeah, now. yeah, Jack. Hmm? We we have a problem. A problem. I look. I look around. Yeah, he, he gestures around. This reminds me of Germany when I left yeah, home. Yeah, let's uh, let's keep moving. Okay, the group probably just compresses a little bit physically and then moves moves along. I kind of push uh, Stasi and Maeve and Lillian into the center. Run to the center. <laughs> Lillian and I had spent some time wandering around, so I would like to drift us away from our target. Okay, like the group? Yeah, I'm going to try to steer the group basically away from the old city toward mm-hmm. a more a more one of one of the other districts that we were near when we were walking around. So if there if there's any of the, like the foreigner districts or any of the even like more commercial areas nearby that we can move toward. Yeah, I mean if you go if you go east, you will run smack dab into uh, the Bund or a part of it anyway. Um, so you could probably find. I mean, there's a, there's a French consulate not far from here. Uh, any restaurants or any other spots like that around there? Certainly. Maybe like around the French consulate. Yep. There's a uh, a nice eatery here near the French consulate. You could probably just hole up in. We should grab a bite and some coffee and talk. Okay. Yeah, you find a nice restaurant that serves uh, a, an array of French foods, 
along with some local dishes. Uh, it's uh, a walk up, and so you have to go upstairs to get into it. But um, you manage to secure a couple of tables in a relatively quiet portion of it. There's no band, there's no singer or anything like that here. There's a gramophone that plays at the bar, a couple of um, slower jazz numbers, and it seems more like a like an intimate eatery and, and restaurant than a, a jazz club. All right, Sam, what are we talking about? The area where Mao's house is one. It's at the end of a, it's at the end of a dead street, and it goes right up against the wall. There's only one way in and out. If the I'll pull out the map, and I'll point at where Mao's house is and I'll point at the address that they marked. Like, this is the building. Oh. Are they right next to each other? Yep. Right next to each other, huh? This is the building here. There's no space in between them. I, well, I I would not be surprised to find out there's a, uh, a door between those two buildings. Let's say there are, or let's say there's a basement or whatever. Um, the only sideways that we saw into there were there's these two alleys on either side of the street um, that we were going to post up in to watch the building and, and report back the next day when we figured out what was going on. If you're telling me that, who, how'd you hear that, that Brady was there? Was this? We met his uh, girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. Well, yeah. Okay. Kinda. Well, if we're to believe that he might be there, I think it might be worth following through on the Mao lead and playing it very close to the chest. All right, we could try that. The plan was to go check it out, you know, and see what happens around there at night and see if there's any movement. But I think we have a pretty good idea of what's happening at night now. Wouldn't surprise me. The question is, do we go there in the middle of the day or do we wait until nightfall? No, I think we go there in the daytime. It's uh, less suspicious than... I don't know if there's going to be anybody to escape suspicion in the old city well, with this group. If he's a scholar, then, you know, at least there is a cover. They made it pretty clear, as long as we're honest, like we were with the other one, then mm -hmm. maybe. I just don't want to spook our, uh, I don't know, I want to call him our prey, but the most elusive mister in town, it seems. <laughs> yeah, most eligible bastard. I'm guessing perpetrator, not victim in this case. Well, it's, again, it's very long and complicated. We will catch you up. So uh, I guess we'll finish up here and then... Just give me a quick idea on how powerful this guy is. Uh, we don't think he's that powerful. He's a survivor. Yeah, he's he's in hiding. Are we talking normal yeah. in hiding? Yeah, I'm so pretty sure he's normal. feral, yeah. backed into a corner scared out of his wits but probably no, I don't think he's scared or... no but I think he's making moves in the shadows he's trying to outrun what he was running from right I get it but he's got information oh, okay so not a kill situation no we actually want to talk to yeah. him okay that is at least enough information that I can work with Doctor, give me a psychology roll. I would love to. That is an 05 under 79, so an extreme. There is something definitely different about the way Stasi carries herself and talks. It's different enough that it doesn't even feel like the person you knew. Hmm. Different sets of mannerisms. Mm, the way they carry themselves, mm -hmm. the way they talk about dealing with situations. This is someone who has um, lived a life between the years you've seen them. Eyes Stasi knowingly and uh, makes a mental note to perhaps give her an impromptu session. If it's all the same to the group, then I think that um, we can still adapt the plan that we had. And I can post up here at the location I was going to put Lillian at to make sure that our, our entrance and exit is covered into the, the dead end. Okay. Do we think he'll run or fight back? We think he'll, uh, he'll probably run. Right. I'm also worried about anybody who might have followed us. In. Right. I point to Mao's house and I point to the house where the address that they said Brady was at. This is a familiar area for me, isn't it? Well, I mean, old the old city is a little bit familiar to both you and 
likely anybody else doing that map. That would be, of course, Mr. Well, Drummond. But the old city, I've been staking it out more often because of my, basically my surveillance of, especially in the old city because of uh, Madame Lynn mm-hmm. uh, has her main, the main warehouse that I've been staking out has been in this, this part of the city. It's definitely been close. Lillian, it's up to you. I mean, your eyes are proven to be relatively sharp today. So if you want to post up with me, you can both take a position here. Does the building itself, is it directly against the old wall? Yes, it is directly against the old wall. It's been my experience to frequently when you build a place like that with its back against the against a place like an old wall, there's a way underneath to the other side for reasons. It uh, certainly would afford someone who is attempting to be covert a an additional egress point. Okay, so our plan is to go back to the hotel while they stake the place out? No, no, we're going to go to the the scholar's house. Oh. And we're going to talk to him and okay. see if he can introduce us to Mr. Brady. Oh, okay. But we, we should probably have different points of exit where yeah, that's somebody not, should. Yeah. So we just have another person then to potentially cover a back way. Um, Robert, if you think that you have an idea as to what someone might be doing to tunnel in that wall. Do you mind taking the exterior? Maybe I should just go um, check the other side of the wall and see if I can find anything. Would we be able? So, from the position that I was, I was pointing to. Are we able to see the other side of the wall from the third floor? No. Okay. So, where are you covering at, Sam? You're covering from across the street from the Scaler's house. So it's down the street a bit, and the alley to the left is the one that we would be taking because we're at, at this point I'm definitely going there you can go with me if you want and then I'm going to be coming from that side if Drummond wants to check out the other side of the wall he'll basically have to go around and then that covers both the the street the front entrance and if there is a back entrance uh, Drummond can can see it from there so are you going to be covering from the alley or are you going to be on a roof well I'll be get, using the alley to get to a roof to get to this roof specifically. Okay, so should somebody be on the same side of the road where the where the, the house is, like down the street some? Well, it's at the end of the cul-de-sac, so there is no side of that street. Right, but if you're on the other side across from it, it's a cul-de-sac, and you're on the other side across from it, you're not going to be able to get down from that roof fast enough to chase him. Oh, maybe you can. So, yes, we should have at least So somebody one or should be posted down the street. street level. Yeah. Yes. So I'll take the street level down... Okay. Down towards the end of the cul-de-sac. Then we'll just take the other alley. It's That's the other spot that we have right here. I will mark the most secure location for Lillian to spot from that isn't to the rooftop, which is basically the other alley. And I will hand Drummond a whistle. Hmm. We won't be able to see you on the other side of that wall, so if anything happens, we'll know. Okay. On the walk back over there, I want to... Uh... Hmm. Quicken the pace a little bit so that me and Lillian are a little farther ahead of everybody. Okay. So Lillian, uh, I wanted to compliment you on how you handled yourself in the bar the other night. I mean, that's not how I taught you to use a revolver, but it was effective. Oh, when I hit the guy on the head? <laughs> yes. Oh, I had to do, I didn't want to shoot the bartender. That would be... Yeah. That would that would have that would have been rude. Mm-hmm. And well, it, it worked. It worked. Mm. And I also have to apologize to you mm. for. Uh, I've been a little overprotective of of you. Well, I'm not like a I'm I'm not a little kid. Well, I know that I know that, but I've just been a little overprotective, and I don't think you need it. You have already shown yourself to be a uh, capable member of the party. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. They're walking ahead of me a bit, right? And they're they're chatting. Mm, They are. Then I will just kind of like lob over their shoulder. So since you're going to be on the ground, do you want your rifle or do you want my shotgun? Take the shotgun. I have the shot. I'll take the shotgun. I let them keep talking. It's like you get no privacy around here. Right? You and um, your friend. Well, Stasi? Hmm. Seemed pretty close. Uh, Stasi. I'm not exactly her type. I mean, to each, to each their own. I, right. She just seems really 
She's very friendly to she apparently a lot of is people. very friendly. <laughs> and that's breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I'm yeah. just I, I kind of uh, take my hat off and you know run my hands through my hair <laughs> and then put it back on. <laughs> I appreciate that you've been protective. That's I it doesn't hurt to have somebody look out for you. But I I I do also appreciate that you know that I can take care of myself. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I don't think I've ever met uh, somebody like you. Uh, it doesn't take you terribly long uh, with all of the hot footing to get closer. Uh, you take a turn left down a very, very long street, which you can see is lit intermittently by these lanterns. At the end of that street, clouded in a little bit of the early evening fog, is a dead end with two houses which look very similar to one another. And if you didn't know any better, Jack, you'd say it was a trap. Yeah, this looks like exactly the kind of trap I would want to set up. As I I will roll up behind them and I will gesture to the alley on either side of the street. If we're going to keep moving, then I will draw the little lady from the hidden pocket in my Gladstone bag and I will pass it behind Lillian you're going to pass Miss Lane, little lady? Yes. Um, you get past a shotgun, an ornate shotgun. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's likely the finest shotgun you've ever held. So I see weapons being pulled? Seems like it. Well, I guess I had a, you know, Dominion the, tank police, my knife. Calm down. All right. Those of us going into the house don't need to be armed for bear. I think. <laughs> Oh, that's true. You do still need your revolver, don't you? Uh, okay. it's, a, it's an automatic, thank you. Oh, have you uh, upgraded? No, it's just my same semi-automatic I had before, my forty-five. Do you my still keep it rep. as shiny? <laughs> Listen, I think we have things to do. At the end of the walk, there's an, a duplicate set of modest homes. They look very similar. In fact, one would almost say they're identical. Pure, pure copies of one another. Yes. As they are going up, I will begin making my way into the other alley, and I will take Mm -hmm. to the vertical. Very good. Hard climb roll as you begin to shimmy. That'll be a 29 or a 76. It's a hard success. Very good. You begin your ascent. And uh, once I get to the top, I will pull four size rifle pieces out of my bag, and I'll give them like a little arm polish and start reassembling it. Okay. It's you and me this time. Jack, you're at this door. And I knock. After a few minutes, a a young man comes to maybe an an older boy. He could be much more than 10 or 12 years old. And he says, Ni hao. Ni hao. Scholar Mao sent us to see Scholar Mu. Oh. The young man nods. He nods. Come in, please. You enter? Mm-hmm. You see a very um, modest home with a small receiving area. And uh, he glances down just by the door and says, your shoes. Yeah. Take my shoes off. Already taking them off. He takes a step or two back to give you a respectful distance. And the boy says, are you armed? Yes. He gestures to a nearby table. We do not allow weapons in the presence of the scholar. Please remove them. How hard is it for me to put, like, if I think about it, because I haven't, you know, it's not obviously armed, but. How hard is it for you to, to not have your knife with you? Yeah. It's probably pretty hard. Um, it's not a choice yet. I'll, be for, I'll force you to make with a willpower roll, but uh, it will be on, on top of mind to get back to. Okay. Given its rarity. Yeah, I just... Well, actually, I'll leave slander with the knife. Works for me. What I need to know from <laughs> a keeper's aspect is, is everyone willfully disarming? Yeah, I drop my, I put my forty-five, and then my second backup, 38, and my two uh, brass knuckles. 
Hand grenades. <laughs> Rocket launcher. No weapons in Barter Town. Uh, <laughs> um, he shows the blade in his cane and then hands the cane over so that he willingly is disarming himself and showing that he was, in fact, carrying a weapon and Certainly. wasn't trying to sneak it in. So. Certainly. Okay. I will place a pair of daggers um, down on the table and uh, a pair of well-worn brass knuckles as well and show my hands. That's quite something. I nod appreciatively. Yeah, still have them. You may enter. Thank you. He gestures to a larger room. Can I ask what you're here to see the scholar for? He uh, is apparently a specialist in a certain group that we're investigating. Hmm. Interesting. The scholar is knowledgeable on many subjects, but I'm certain he'll be willing and able to help you, provided, well, provided you're uh, being truthful. Wait here. Suggestions to like the, there's no furniture in the open room. There's a there's a mat. There's some tapestries and paintings on the wall. Very idyllic settings of the countryside. It's very peaceful. There's a nice scent that rolls through the air here. And it's maybe frankincense. And after a few moments, you can hear a clock ticking. Mr. Drummond, you are making your way now to the other side of the old city wall. And as you do, you are attempting to find what a that secret passageway, uh, something perhaps uh, unobtrusive. They would use stuff like this to transport goods, to transport people. It's a common thing with old walled cities, especially with criminal element. All right. Why don't you give me a hard spot hidden roll? And each roll is 20 minutes of time. Okay. First roll. Hard success, 24 under 55. Okay. You begin your search and you stumble upon what appears to be a false manhole. Remy really wants to go down that false manhole. (laughs) But I really should wait for them, I think. So I'm going to find a reasonable spot nearby and just kind of loiter. Mm, Excellent. Why don't you make me a stealth roll in the assumption that you're trying to be... Uh, That's a hard success also. 24 under 70. All right. You meld yourself into the Shanghai environment and wait. For those of you inside waiting on the scholar... A, uh, an older man appears in the archway, not too far from you. He is um, short, shaven head. Um, you see he's wearing robes. And James, it does not take you more than two to three seconds to realize that this man has been, at some point, burned on his face. Likely first and second degree burns on the skins on the side of his face and on the top of his head and this is not by accident because the rippling of the flesh itself is done in a pattern does this look like something that was done to him or something i mean uh, something he did to himself or is this like something that was done to him very few men would do something like this to themselves okay good evening good evening you've come a great distance farther than you know You sound like you're from Chicago. Very good. My name is Moo. I am Jack Doyle. This is Miss Mabel Shea, Dr. Sigmund Tottenbach, and uh, our dear friend Stasi. A pleasure. Now, I understand that Mao sent you to me? Yes. We need to ask questions about the bloated woman. Hi. Dangerous questions indeed, Mr. Doyle. Indeed. Are you certain you want the answers? We need them. You presuppose need. How very American of you. You will find they have that in spades. 
an Austrian doctor. Bavarian to my core, good sir. There are not many Germans here. We do not um, travel much recently over the last few years. No, of course not. Your uh, your past travels have uh, been, well, enough. Well noted, yeah. Well, that's all behind you now. Yeah, we should be a bridal but better world, yeah. Did you bring a snake? I did. Interesting. Where is the other one? What other one? The other snake. Oh. There are two. Yeah, it's the bracelet. He smirks. The order serves a dark goddess whom they believe is an aspect of a primal deity worshipped secretly in many forms all over the world. Yes. The order objectifies this form as the bloated woman. That is what they call it. In my experience, beings such as this have more than one name and one form. As this one does. In the cycle of time, the order has ebbed and flowed. Hmm? We are... We are in a period of great revival of its strength. In the past several years, its numbers have grown considerably. They are reaching for something. We think we have an idea of what they might be reaching for. And they're on a timetable. Their attitudes have changed as well. A few years ago, a sacrifice or a murder of someone who was innocent to please this woman was a rarity. And they are now killing in scores. And they are hiding it under the unrest of the streets, yeah. I have seen this before. Men and women are bleeding out. They use this specific cutting technique that forces blood from the lower armpit to get to vital nerve clusters. It would be deadly in moments. I believe there's something deeper at work here. Well, what we've been able to ascertain so far is that this being who we, we call Nyarlathotep He reacts very strongly to that word. Is trying to accomplish something within the next year. There is a timetable. Yeah, January. Fascinating. Very fascinating. I had not heard. We scholars rarely hear active news. We study history. We're ch- we've been chasing this being basically from one end to the other end of the world. You are a scholar, as you say. And if you had to venture an educated guess, an educated hmm, calculation about the timetable, what would you say it coincides with? We we are trying to find, but we are grasping in the dark. And unfortunately, we need as much light as we can. And is there any significance to a day coming up? this week within the week I'm not certain about this week but um, the significance of certain cycles energy cycles sun cycles moon cycles these things can be important parts of their plan yeah we've uh, encountered something uh, during an eclipse Something with full moon. I don't know about sun cycles yet. I haven't figured that one out. I am working on something right now. Another piece of mysticism. It may coincide. It may not. These things are hard to say. I'm slightly concerned that their timetable for what they are planning may be far sooner than January next year. Well, I'm sure if they can make it sooner than that, then they're going to. 
Um, that was just a date that we have seen and a date that seems to coincide with other items that we have come across. He says something in a language that verbally none of you understand. Mentally, Miss O'Shea, you get just a, a just a half of a word from it. He asks the the young man who's standing in the shadow of the archway here to go and get him uh, his his recent work. What language does he speak? Uh, it's some it's some form of Chinese, some dialect of, of Chinese. It's not Cantonese though; it's something different. The young man returns with a scroll, so he unrolls it, and what you see in there is uh, a, a a passage that seems to pertain to some type of poisoning, like a poisoning of the sky. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the perspective it's written from is one of fervent, almost fanatic belief. Uh, the ink is is dry and old, so it's likely that Mu did not write it. Um, but when he gets the scroll in hand, he sort of unrolls it a little bit in front of you and says... I believe the order is working very hard to summon its own goddess. It's treasured avatar to poison and corrupt the sky. That lines up with everyone we've come across. So that's probably going to be, when's the next full moon? Like, yeah, I thought it was new moons they come out. They do stuff on uh, that. That does tend to be. Yeah. yeah. When they come out, you have seen many of those rituals happen. Right, um, new moon, not new moon. moon. So you would know, likely, that the next new moon is the 22nd. What's the date now? May 15th. Okay. Okay, so if they follow the new moon as per usual, it's going to be the 22nd. Well, if, if they're ready to do it now. If, yeah, but if they've been gathering forces, like you said, and already making sacrifices, stands to reason. Um, the only way I would know is if you would let me study with you to scroll. I would, but all of my study time generally, because of my tradition, needs to be solitary. Oh, okay. Are there any... Uh particular holy places for this cult this order none that I am aware of at the moment if something's happening this week I might have some information yeah and I'd know possibly where we could get more we'll uh we'll work on that uh so what else can you tell us about this order that when they crack the sky and they poison it, it will lead to a cacophony of terrors, ones which the world has never seen. In this excerpt, this translation, this one scroll, they speak of the completion of this ritual allowing their woman to enter and that her children will flood the seas and that the sky will shatter like an egg. Well, we'll have to stop this. Do we know who, do you know who is at the head of this? I know that there are many who would say that they are part of the order. I know that some would say there are powerful men in Shanghai who might be part of it. That was our suspicion too. This is unconfirmed. Well, we have a pretty good idea who one may be. Very interesting. Sam, why don't you give me a spot hidden roll? Opposed. I'll, I'll also let you know that once I get into position, I would have flashed Lillian with my torch. That would be a hard success, 26 under 85. So you are scoping and trying to look at all the corners and you get the worst feeling that anyone in your position could have. Well, second worst. First, we're feeling, of course, that someone will be behind you. Um, but 
that's not the feeling you're getting. You're getting the feeling that somebody is moving down there, but you're not terribly certain where they are. Like you feel someone moving from shadow to shadow to get closer to the house, but you can't get them on scope. So I have prepared for this. So I will, without moving my left hand from my position on the rifle, I will slide my right hand into my pocket and I will pull out one of my acquired Chinese currency coins. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to flick that thing on the opposite side of the street so as to spook whatever this thing is long enough for me to get a bead on it. Give me a throw roll. It's only a 36 under 20. All right. Any interest in spending 16 luck? No. Fair enough. You pitch a coin. It doesn't exactly go where you were hoping. But in a silent, in a silent street, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a noise. Oh, yes, it does. You may make a spot hidden roll opposed now. Mr. Drummond. No, that's a 90 under 85. That is a failure. Okay. Any interest in pushing? You know what? I will... I feel like maybe this, maybe the scope is allowing me to have too narrow a, a sight line. So I will move it away from my face and rub my eyes and uh, give it another go. Okay. Say 67 under 85. Okay. Does not break the stealth roll. There's, there's somebody down there. You're certain of that. You just can't pick them out. Do I think... My question, my question would be then, do I think that they are closer to the house than I am? Yes. Then that would mean that they are also closer to the house than Lillian, which would put them in front of us, not behind us. Right. Right. So I will, again, taking my open hand, point the light further away from the street, like away from where I think it's moving, away from the house, but so that the other alley could make use of it. And I'm going to flash Lillian twice. Okay, well, then you get a signal. Yep. Can I do a spot hidden roll? You may. Okay. Get a 24 out of 88. Get him. 24 out of 88. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Lane, you pick up movement out of your left eye. They have passed you and are working their way. They're about two houses from the front door. Okay, I can I actually see the shadow, like see them? Yeah, you can see them. Okay, um, they're what do they look like? Are they they're just, head to toe in black? I I start following them. Excellent. All right, Mister Drummond, give me a spot hidden roll, sir. It's uh, fifty two under fifty five. All right, very good. You are quietly waiting there quiet as a church mouse watching that hole and as you watch you see that false manhole cover raise just slightly just slightly enough and then it's sort of of its own volition moves back and opens I silently pull my weapon and observe you reach back for your weapon and when you do You feel cold steel at the back of your neck and you hear a very rough male voice say, why don't you drop it, pal? He's got me clean. Drop my arms to my sides. No funny business, okay? You feel yourself get relieved of a pistol. Stand up nice and easy and move forward, okay? You and me going in that hole. You can hear the American Accent in his voice. Mr. Doyle, I presume. Nope. Keep moving. Down the hole I go, I guess. (laughs) He follows you down very carefully. When you get down in the hole, a light comes on. Just as the manhole closes back. And you can see all the tiny wires of automation here. In the light, the brief light, you make out a, a man about six foot, six foot two, give or take. Very military style haircut. 
He's graying at the temples, just slightly. And he looks like he's been through hell. He points down the hole with the pistol he has in his hand and the light and says, keep it moving. Where are we going? See a friend. A bunch of them. You keep your mouth shut. You'll make it out of this. I keep moving. You keep moving. Back outside the front of the house. Miss Lane, you are shadowing this man or trying to get towards where he was going. Mm-hmm. Are you doing so in an attempt to be stealthy or are you making a very aggressive direct movement? I am not going to be stealthy because oh. he's already, they, whoever they are, already two houses ahead of us. That's ahead right. of me, Ahead of me going to where Jack and the others are. That's right. So I want to catch up to them. Okay. But I'm going to play it like a tourist that I've lost my way because I can see them. Mm-hmm. I know I have. I know I have a, a shot. I have a shotgun. I have a shotgun. You do. Uh, so Sam Lillian breaks cover and begins moving directly in a diagonal direction towards the house. Okay. Well, there's basically no spaces between these houses, right? Right. Okay, then I will maintain my, eleva- my elevated position. I will sigh briefly to myself, and I begin uh, converging on her position, but across the rooftops. So I'll ask you: Are you running? Uh, I am running with. I am running on my toes, but yes, I'm running. Okay. So you're hustling towards her position. She's making her way towards him. Uh, when he gets within a house or so distance between the front door of where Jack went and the group went in. Mm-hmm. He turns and and spots you. Hey, sir, sir, can you assist me, please? Uh, he throws a knife at you. Jeez. You are not surprised because you knew he was there. Mm-hmm. You may make a dodge roll. Okay. I have got a 36 out of 45. 36 out of 45. Okay, mm-hmm. very good. I have a hard success. So you could either spend luck down to hard to match it and, and dodge by defending that's fine. I'll spend 14 luck. Okay. You spend 14 luck and just barely sidestep and dodge out of the way of a knife that gets thrown at your head. And had you not moved, would have landed very easily. Uh, everybody inside the house can make a listen roll based off of that. Ooh. Hard Sussex required. No. Oh. I can tell you that's not it already. Uh, I got eight under 47, so I got extreme success. Okay. 12 under 68, so extreme success. 40 under 50, so normal success. Normal, okay. 77 out of 20. Okay, Uh, so hards and extremes that are inside the house, or I think it's just extremes, actually. You hear a, a... something impact a house nearby. Both of you have some experience with with bladed weapons, but beyond that, this is a directed... It, it sounds like someone threw a big rock at, at a nearby wall. Did you hear that? I did. I will, I will look. What are you doing, Lillian, in the moment? I'm going to pull my shotgun and shoot him. So yeah, that is a rifle shotgun roll. All right, so I got a 76 out of 65. But I'm going to use luck to certainly go right ahead. Take it down to a 65 for success. So that's uh, 11 points of luck. Mm-hmm. Why we're burning that sweet, sweet luck <laughs> now. <laughs> Do I get to pull again? Do I get to shoot again? Yeah, I, to- yeah, she should get to pull before you get a roll damage first. Oh. So yeah, go ahead. 2d6. So it's 2d6. Get a 10, 11. Then. <laughs> I blew his uh, head off. Boom. <laughs> no, these. Uh, these cultists in this era have slightly more hit points than some of the cultists you fought in the past. They leveled up. Everybody gets damage adjusted. But if memory serves correctly, that shotgun allows for her to pull the trigger again. So she can make a second roll. Uh, this one is at disadvantage. Yes. I got a 46 out of 65. And then with the disadvantage? I got a 10. Okay, so you still take the higher. So I get the 46. Yep, so yep. roll 2d6 plus one again. Oh, my God. Um, Sam, this is pretty undeniable. Uh, I get a nine. Yeah, you see it before it happens. You, you, you see the first belch from Little Lady 
and the second retort is pretty well aimed as well. Everyone inside the house, including obviously the uh, the scholar here, uh, the first and then immediate second report of shotgun fire outside. Lillian. <laughs> you blast this guy back across the, the street and he impacts into one of the support beam structures for some of the overhangs and then falls bloodied and dead into the street. Mr. Drummond, you hear just the very faintest sound of gunfire. Looks like the party started without you, pal. That's where you're wrong. I am the party. Keep moving. People head outside. Some people head outside, I assume. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have Slander bring my knife, and I'm going to stay with the Scholar to to protect him. Okay. Yeah, the Scholar goes back in his bedroom. That's fine. I'll stay, like, in the... Yeah, in the archway. Mm -hmm. He seems pretty concerned. I'd take a second to grab my gun. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I figured you <laughs> would. Picking, picking up the weaponry on the way out the door. Uh, so outside the door in this cul-de-sac, this dead end, is a man clothed in black, lying in a heap, a bloodied heap now. And the rather signature smoke rises out of the barrel of the shotgun in Lillian Lane's hand. I will yell down from the rooftop. Shells are in the stock, reload and get to cover. And I will point my rifle down the opposite end of the street where this person may come from because there's no way there's only one of these guys. Spot hidden. That's only a 98 under 85. Yep. So it's not a fumble because you have a skill over 50. And so I will ask if you'd like to push that roll. I would love to push this roll. I am pretty high stress right now. So I will try to get my bearings and, uh, get closer to the edge of this rooftop um, and I raise the rifle. Okay. It's a 5385. Okay. Yeah, there are many shifting forms in the darkness here and there is nothing more terrifying for you or your compatriots on the floor below as the irregular lanterns on this street begin falling silent in darkness takes the street can i can i yell again certainly get inside the house and i will throw a smoke bomb toward the middle of the street at the at like where they're coming okay why don't you give me a throw roll damn it yeah yeah everybody in i gotta work on that throwing 56 under 20 i'm gonna spend a hand of fate and make that a success okay thank you hand of fate you are looking out for us today because we're gonna need it this sort of chemical ball hits the middle of the space between the house and the street. And you can hear as you're heading back in the sort of fizzing sound of a big firework. And it begins pushing plumes of white smoke into the air. Um, you've seen these, um, both of you, both, both Jack and the doctor would have seen these in the war similar items used to give cover to troops moving and you pile back in the house. Lillian, are you reloading and heading in the house? Yes, I will follow behind Jack and the doctor. Okay, you follow behind. Sam, are you staying on top of the roof? I will move to the top of uh, Moo's house. Okay. So that I have a straight line uh, down the street basically a kill line and I look for anything that's coming out of that smoke good to know Mr. Drummond you start moving up and you get to the wooden floorboard of a house with an awful lot of racket coming from it keep going how do I get in oh there's a hook there just open it I grab the hook I open it you open it you see a young boy looking down in the hole Hello? Run. He turns around. You proceed up at the prompting of your uh, captor. And um, beset upon by death itself in the form of a team of investigators who are hustling inside the house. Oh, I was already there. Right, but he's not in that room. Oh, okay. Uh, You see Mr. Drummond walk out of the floor? What the hell? He gets up and then you see another 
man get out of the hole, armed. Do I, do I recognize him? Uh, you do. You recognize him from a photograph. He's a little older now. Hmm. He shuts the floorboard. Well, hello, Mr. Brady. Who the hell are you? Jack Doyle. And we're here to rescue you. <laughs> <laughs> rescue. Right. He pulls another forty-five out. I turn around. You lied to me. You son of a bitch. It's part of the business, kid. We've been following you since Egypt. Or farther than that since that. That's the hell is going on outside. I'm guessing cultists? Yes. Sticky business. Well, it looks like you're all prepared. Let's get to it. And that is where I'm going to call this episode to a close. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Masks of Neolothotep. I hope you are enjoying our ride in Shanghai. If you would like to join not only the Patreon, but also our Discord and meet all of our cast electronically, of course, you can do so. Uh, so stop by any of our social media imprints, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. We'll all have links back to the website, which you can join us at at uh, theoldwayspodcast.com. Link to the Discord service there. We hope you join us and enjoy the rest of the story. Thank you and good night.